Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Psst. Hey, kid, I know we've talked before about board games. Go ahead, shout out your favorite. Nice. I heard Monopoly, Clue, Battleship, Risk, Candyland. Great games, many of which were made by my old friends Milton Bradley and George Parker. Without a doubt, I am the greatest board game maker of all time. I myself invented more than 100 games, which would make me the greatest board game maker. Now, wait a second, Parker. You wait a second, Bradley. But do you know which board game is the most popular of all time worldwide? You could say it's the king and queen of board games. In fact, that's also a clue. As in, among the 32 pieces for this game, there's a king and queen. Did you guess it? That's right. It's chess. Boring. Wait, who said that? I did. Chess is boring. Sorry, not sorry. While you're entitled to your opinion, I must beg to differ. Chess is actually pretty exciting. Um, I see old people playing it in the park. Old people equals boring. Oh yeah? Well, what if I told you the story of how chess was created included wars, invasions, and fake robots? (laughs) Fake robots? I'm listening. Oh, that's just the beginning. Chess is one of the few games that people of all ages can play, and there are literally millions of different combinations and ways to win. Okay, I guess that's kind of cool. Oh, trust me, it's cool. But who invented chess? Why do the pieces have funny names? And what the heck is a grandmaster? You're asking me? Nope, but I'm about to tell you. It's time for another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted? Okay, be honest. The first time you heard about chess, you were probably like my friend here and thought, Boring! Hey, I was the same way. If someone suggested playing a game of chess, I would literally make up any excuse to get out of it. Sorry, I have to take my goldfish mango to the vet. But once I learned the rules and more about the history of the game, I realized chess is not only fascinating, but really fun too. Um, since when are rules fun? This I gotta hear. Okay, so before we delve into the history of chess, let me lay out the basics. Chess is played by two people, head-to-head, 
on a checkered board with 64 squares on it. Isn't that just checkers? Same board, different game. Stay with me. Now, each player starts with 16 pieces that you place on the two rows closest to you. There are eight little pawns in the front row, and then a back row made up of two rooks or castles, two knights or horsies, two bishops, one queen, and one king. Okay, that's easy enough, I guess. Okay, now here comes the first fun part. Each piece has a very specific way it's allowed to move across the board. For instance, pawns can only go straight forward one square, except for your first move, it can go two squares. Sounds very exciting. The king is kind of like a pawn, in that it can only move one square at a time, but it can go in any direction. All hail the king. Oh, that's nothing compared to the queen. The queen can move in any direction as many spaces as she wants to. Hmm. Did a lady invent chess? We'll get to that. The rook or castle can move any number of squares up, down, or across, while the bishop can only move diagonally. The knight or horse is the only piece that's allowed to jump over other pieces, and it moves in an L shape, either one square up and two squares over, or two squares up and one square over. Uh, I might need to write this down. Oh, trust me, you'll get the hang of it quickly. Okay, so these pieces move around. What's the point? The object of the game is to move your pieces around to trap the other person's king so it can't move anymore. And that's called checkmate. Mmm, sounds complicated. I'll stick with checkers. Wait, hang on. Chess can be complicated at first, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Before I explain exactly what chess is, you need to understand where it came from. Any guesses as to where chess was first invented? Let me think. Um, the Boring Strait, No Funistan, Snoozelandia? Ha ha, very funny. The answer is, nobody knows exactly where chess began, but most historians believe it originated in India. Then, after people from the Middle East invaded India, they brought the game back home to Persia, where a series of invasions followed that eventually spread chess to Southern Europe, the Americas, and beyond. So, chess spread around the world because of war? Is that why the pieces are called kings and queens and knights and stuff? Again, no one really knows. But we do know chess is old. Really old. As in over 1,500 years, starting around 600 CE. Back then, the game was known as Chaturanga. Inhale and Chaturanga and exhale. No, not like the yoga pose Chaturanga. This Chaturanga was an ancient Indian strategy game that is thought to be the common ancestor of chess. But it wasn't quite like the game we play today. Some of the pieces were called foot soldiers. There was a minister and chariots, even elephants that could leap over other pieces. So let me guess, the minister became the bishop, right? Actually, the minister became the queen. Oh, but the elephants who could leap over pieces became knights or horsies. Nope, the elephants became the bishops. So then the chariots became the knights? Because chariots have horses. No, the chariots became castles, or what we now call rooks. Dude, this is super confusing. Can we just play checkers? I know, I know, sorry. Let's back up again. After the game of Chaturanga reached Europe in medieval times, that's where the game went through a series of modifications to reflect the royal society of that time. This is when the minister became the most powerful piece on the board, the queen, at the same time women were ruling England, Scotland, and France. Oh, and those foot soldiers, we call those pawns today. Amazing. I'm still not getting why this game is so popular. Anywho, 
Historians think it was between 1475 and 1485 that a game similar to modern chess appeared in Italy, Spain, or France. That's when the queen and bishop gained new powers and started moving like they do today. The game reflects a mini version of life during feudal times. The pieces themselves, like the knight, the rook, the bishop, and the pawns, represent how society was set up during the Middle Ages, reflecting the strategies nations and their military took to conquer territory and win wars. But perhaps nothing in the history of chess is as fascinating as the game's association with one of history's most famous pranks. I like pranks. Oh good, then you'll love this one, which I'm going to tell you all about right after this quick break. Ugh, I feel like I just got pranked. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie-smart to protein-plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to Factor Meals 
dot com slash smarted 50 and use code smarted 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted 50 at factormeals.com slash smarted 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who smarted. So way back in the late 1700s, an inventor named Wolfgang von Kempelon created a so-called machine that could play chess. Ta-da! Introducing the Turk. It is a machine that plays chess. Think you can beat the Turk? Step right up and take your chances. What was it? Was it like a robot? Nope. A supercomputer? Nope. It was a life-size model of a human head and torso, dressed in robes and turban, attached to a table with a chessboard on it, and there were gears and levers everywhere. Oh, so it was a machine? Nope. It was a person who was really good at chess, hiding in a cabinet, underneath the table, with a head and torso. What? People thought they were playing a machine, but they were really playing the person crouched below. Whoa. The Turk traveled the world beating opponents across Europe and America, including Napoleon and Benjamin Franklin. Checkmate again? I can't win. I'm gonna go fly a kite. For nearly 84 years, this machine defeated all challengers to the amazement of everyone. But while the machine was fake, it may have led to the next big advancement in the game of chess, competition. In the 1800s, prominent chess tournaments were beginning to take place throughout Europe where the rules evolved. Ah. Soon, they began timing the games. Today, chess competitions are serious and require a ton of concentration and brain power. In fact, chess has become a serious sport. Just like the NFL and NBA, chess has a dedicated organization known as the World Chess Federation that sets the rules and is recognized by the International Olympic Committee. That's amazing. A campaign was just launched to include chess in the Paris Olympic Games in 2024. Chess? In the Olympics? Yep, it might happen. Some of today's top players are internationally famous for their extreme level of skill. Like me. Hello, I'm Magnus Carlsen from Norway, and I am the current best chess player in the world. I was named Grandmaster in 2004 when I was just 14 years old. 14? Whoa, I'm 10 and I just learned how to put the pieces on the board. That's okay. It's never too late or too early to get started playing chess. You can even get started right on your cell phone or iPad. There are tons of free apps you can download to learn how to play, practice against a computer of varying skill levels, or play online with friends. And some apps were even developed by Magnus Carlsen himself. Hmm, maybe chess isn't so lame after all. I think I might check out the app and learn how to play. And maybe one day I can be... A grandmaster? No, the guy hiding under the table pretending to be a robot. That's cool. Checkmate. A big shout out to big fans Luke, Ty, and Reed from Springdale, Arkansas. We hear you listen to Who Smarted every day. Sounds like you smarted. This episode, Chess, was written by Jason Williams and voiced by Imogen Williams, Brandon Bayless, Taya Garland, Jason Williams, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. 
Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.